and we get ready to start. I'm John Hughes. I'm Kenya Hughes. And together, we, we are, are the Hughes. Hughes. On our show, we talk about love, marriage, relationships, friends, and all sorts of other randomness. That was completely backwards, uh, but it actually worked. It did work. We've been doing this too long. Because it's randomness. That is why, randomness. Anyways, John, what's going on? Well, I don't know where we're at in the podcast. We're probably at 100 right now. 100 podcasts? Yep. We're not at 100 podcasts. I guarantee you we're at 100. How is that possible? It's very possible because due diligence brings bring forth There's success. There's only 52 weeks in a year. So how are you at 100? I'm telling you, we're at 100 you plays. How, how about that? 100 plays. Oh, that's nothing to brag. I mean, okay, we're at 100 plays. Listen to our podcast. You, 100? I can't believe he said that. But we People didn't start that. We didn't be... start this as long ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. So share it, you guys. Um, I'll post what platforms you can find our, or listen to our podcast on and share it. But honestly, you can't tell people what it's about because it's random, kind of like us. Well, we're, we're constantly doing stuff. We are constantly doing things. I mean, this, let me tell y'all, this last week, I'm tired. I'll be right back. Where? Oh, I don't know where he's going. But I'm tired, y'all. We have had a crazy, crazy, crazy week from last Tuesday when we saw you all up until this week. My work schedule's been ridiculous, but it's all good. I'm very thankful to be working, and I am not complaining at all. And, um... Yeah, it's just how life has been. Last Thursday, we volunteered at the Mayor's Corporate Challenge 5K race for the Alpharetta Rotary. And that's why you see the Rotary Club t-shirts here, because I'm a member of the Alpharetta Rotary Club. John, you tell them that every week. They know that. Oh, my gosh. But let me Don't tell you Don't be a hater all your life. Hi, Ashley. I'm not hating. It was hot. And we are not promoting the Solo Cup. John got... And you slurp. He slurps. And I do not have gin and juice in my cup. John said, do you want me to get us something to drink? I said, sure. Because I he don't gets drink. the red Solo cups. I'm like, really? The red Solo cups? For real? That's what you got? Stop. Just stop drinking. Just stop. You slurping. You don't know how to drink quietly. You sound a little aggressive. It's refreshing. That's too much. Anyways, back to this 5K. Do y'all know that this man ran the 5K in 19 minutes? No, it was more like 21 something. No, I was there when the first man came through. It was night. I was standing there when he came through. Yeah, he, he didn't come through. He ran through. He looked like he, I never seen somebody minutes. run that fast. He looked like he had to go pee. <laughs> I bet you you could have beat him if you had to go pee. No, I couldn't. Or oh, you'd have beat him to the line. No, I would not have. But y'all, it was, um, I mean, it was crazy. So 19. And then there were two Alpharetta firefighters, a man and a woman. And they ran the whole 5K in their fire jumpsuit equipment. That was crazy. because Whatever I know. it's called. That's where they um, they watched. I know. I would have They ran out. in. But you know, shout out to the people that do, that protect and serve us. Yes, that is so true. I mean, they, I told them, I was like, I just have to come up to you all. And tell you thank you, and I'm inspired and impressed. I was so inspired that today I went and started running again, and I ran 2.83 miles. Yeah, because she would start running, she get the inspirations of running, and then all of a sudden they'll stop. 
Right, let me tell you, running is good. I've had a lot on my mind. I've been like stressed out. She need to run. Like really stressed out. So run running all that business out and your head. exercise is good for um, good for your mind and your body. Well, somebody helps you, so helps you become one with God. I listened to gospel music and I ran and I was one with the Lord. You need to be one with nature because you sure killing that tomato bush outside. First of all, it's a pepper bush. It's well, not a tomato bush. It's squishy enough to be a tomato. It's a it's a pepper bush. Something's eating it. I bought a um, pepper plant from Walmart for one dollar and twenty five cents, and I always kill plants. And this plant, I have not killed. Walmart, and pepper gr- peppers are growing on it. Walmart should have gave her that pepper plant for free. Whatever, John. That what? He's a hater. He hating. He hating. Anyways, we have the mayor's corporate challenge. Um. Mihal says that he it's too late to do these podcasts with us. So we're going to have to do them earlier on a separate time because he said he's too tired. He goes to school. He said, Kenya, I'm tired. He goes, the last one that I did with you all, I was really, really tired. So we'll have to do one on the weekend. Because he got a social life now. He had high school and he, he, got, he's, he gets social. He's a little popular now. He told me last night he stayed up and cleaned his room. I don't believe that. He did. Have you seen his room? Kids don't clean their room like yes, that. Yes, they he do. He was probably on the phone. No, he is. He's a neat like. Texting. He's a neat freak. Like stuff has to be in order. And Snapchat. Neat. So he cleaned his room and Instagram. then he had to get up and do um and do his homework. So yeah, so that's why he's not on tonight. But we will go live again, not in the cereal aisle of Kroger. I have to share that video. Um, last Friday night, he wanted cereal, so we went to Kroger, and we went live because I don't eat cereal, so I couldn't tell him what cereal to get, and he had people suggest cereal, so... They bought um, three boxes of cereal. We bought Cheerios. He ate those today. He said they were bland. They're Cheerios. Um, he bought Cocoa Puffs and Chips Ahoy cereal. And tell, tell the We Gotta Use people, what did he say when he bought all that stuff? What did he say? I hope I don't what I'm gonna get what? No, that was when he ate the Krispy Kreme donuts. I, he said after he ate the Krispy Kreme donuts, he said, "Oh my God, I'm gonna get diabetes." It was hilarious. The Krispy Kreme donuts were really sweet though, and they didn't even have the hot now sign on. So can you imagine if he had them with the hot the now poor, sign on? The poor child gonna go back to Croatia with no teeth. Tamara, we're feeding him. I promise. That's his mom. We're feeding him. He's eating healthy when he wants to. I do cook though. I'm doing better. Why are you shaking your head? Because I told you, I told you, no more junk food. Oh gosh, John, you're such a party pooper. Yep. John is like a party I said, pooper. the hard and the soft. I'm the hard. She the soft. Womp womp. If we did have children, John's a party pooper. They're always gonna come to mom. Beat them. That is not true. You cannot beat them. Beat them. So let me tell you a little bit about my little bit more about my parenting experiences. Yeah, we do differ in our parenting skills. That is evidently true. Very different. <laughs> but the churn gonna get away with everything. No, they're not concerning her. No, they're not. Everything. But um, so I forgot to give lunch money. Kenya, my lunch account doesn't have any money. I'm a terrible parent. Terrible. So today I had to go to the school and say, meet me outside. So I meet me outside. Meet me outside. Mm-mm-mm-mm. To give me lunch money. Then what else happened? 
Last week, I think it was for the first time ever I got to say, I may have told you all this last week, there was something that was happening like with scheduling wise. And I, for the first time ever, I was able to say, do I need to come to the school? Don't make me come to that school. I was so excited to be able to say that, but I didn't have to come. So I failed at the lunch money um, and I thought I may have to go to the school. So those are my two parenting things. So you can I go have. to school because if I ain't got to go to the, come to school, it ain't going to be for prayer. You weren't going to school for anything. He's a good kid. What are you talking about? He's like, per- like perfect for us. There's always an option for DEFCON fall. <laughs> he really is a good kid. I cannot. And he's big too. To be 17 years old, he's big. You are I had big. to do one of those special moves on him. Go to what s- kind of move is Go it? to sleep. Do the move again? Woo. Okay. So listen, y'all. One week from Saturday, uh, if you are in the Atlanta area, John and I, don't be doing no long plug, John. I'm doing this. John and I are going to be hosting the St. James Inspirational Jazz Fest. So get your tickets. Because guess what? We're the host. Why are you holding your mouth open? St. James Jazz Fest. Come and see the host. We are the Hughes. John Hughes. Kenya Hughes. As we make this the most memorable evening under the stars and under the tent. St. James. 3000 Webbridge Road. September 7th. Be there or be square. Sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. And then we just found out we're going to be guest speakers in our couples class at church on October 22nd. Y'all better come check us out. Hilarious. Remember us when. Remember us when. Remember when we were doing live videos with rotary t-shirts on and um, our parents behind us from our wedding day. Remember when. Move out of the way so they can see your parents. There you are. Because we're getting it together. We are getting it together. All right, John, what are we talking about tonight? You know, I thought about this coming coming home tonight. What do you, you consider your marriage a gift? That's not what I wanted to talk about. That's not what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. Is our marriage a gift? Why are you scratching your head? I had to think long and hard about that. Why? Because you have to think about everything that you, in your mind, that you consider that you sacrificed and everything that you gained when you said, I do. Okay. And, and at the end of the day, being married as long as we've been married, I consider our marriage a gift. It is a gift. Now, the question is, out there in We Are The Hughes land, how do you feel about your marriage? And is it a gift to you? Mm. In, order, in order for it to be a true gift, you have to recognize it in, in three ways. You have to be able to cherish it, recognize it, and respect it. True. And if you're not doing those three things consistently on a daily basis... Mm-hmm. They are things that will creep up and hurt your relationship. I, um, you have to pay attention. You have to be mindful of what's going on in your marriage and in your relationship. Because if you're not, you, um, who said that? Uh, Vince said we need our, 
Vince, we need to start our own YouTube blog. I agree. I keep telling John this, Vince. I'm sorry. We're going back to your subject. But Vince, I tell him that. He doesn't like cameras, like, all the time. He doesn't like the video. He's like, turn the camera off. Tell, Turn the camera off. I'm like, do you know that we can get paid for some of those shenanigans that we do in our house that are just natural, like, they just happen? We can get paid for this. You see, read that, John. Y'all need to start your own YouTube blog. I can read that, hon. But we need to get back on task. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I was trying to share this on my page. All right. Yes. So is your marriage a gift? My marriage is a gift. Sometimes um, I don't treat it as a gift. Sure don't. But it is a gift. And why, well, why do you think I don't treat it as a gift? Because sometimes you mm-hmm. get a little jaded and too comfortable with what has been provided with, what what has been provided in our relationship. And I do the same thing. So we take things for granted. So I'm used to having my clothes washed and you folding up the towels and putting it in the in the in the cabin and stuff like that. And and uh I always got a good meal waiting for me and things like that. And sometimes I don't appreciate that like I should and I'm sorry. Aww. Mm-hmm. You had your hand all balled up like you had something to um to come back with, but now you feel bad, don't you? No, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm resting my head. Mm-hmm. That's how you always, so you feel like always in a defensive mode. No, you feel like sometimes you take those things for granted. As men, we do take these things for granted. but And, and I think it comes from a place where most men, when they're in a relationship, they have a family, they are the primary provider. Mm-hmm. And from being that place of being a primary provider, sometimes we get a little high on the horse, as I might say, mm-hmm. thinking that the small stuff doesn't need our fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. And we don't pay attention to the daily ins and outs. But a woman's job, I hate the cliche, is never done. Because she is, sure she is the wife, the mother, the lover, the caretaker, the counselor, the psychiatrist. The doctor. I mean, the doctor. All that stuff rolled up into one. And men tend to be out of sight, out of mind in a lot of those things simply because they are the breadwinners. Mm-hmm. Or they perceive themselves to be. I know both of us are the breadwinner in this house and... Two pots is better than one. Yes, indeed. Why do you think that sometimes men like forget these things? Like they take them for granted. Like where, so I guess my thing is always like, so if I wasn't around or not just me, but in general. So if you did have a spouse, you would still wash your clothes and cook. And I'm just asking. I I think we departmentalize differently. But Why? Why do you departmentalize differently? We just do. So once you get married, then you forget all the things you used to do. I'm just asking. Not, and let me clarify this. Not saying that John does not do, because John will make a meal. He'll wash towel. Like if I'm working late, he'll make sure we have something to eat. Um, He does wash the towels. And he does other things around the house. But there are other things. Here go the truth. I'm losing my player card because of this. 
lose it. Tell me. You can help one me of out. The, one of the benefits that, that we running. look for when we get married is once we get married, we are we are placed in a position where we can actually fall back. Oh. Oh. And that's the honest to God's truth. And I'm going I'm to lose friends over this. I know it. Now, what I mean by fall back. What? What I mean by fall back. Okay, so. Once you get married. So. I got to tweet this. When you get married, your wife takes your last name. So she is, like for Kenya, she is a Hughes. It is a cherished asset to carry a man's last name mm-hmm. in the world of men. Okay? With that being said, when I give you my last name, mm-hmm. there are certain privileges that I'm entitled to as your husband that I feel should be given to me. That's how most men think. I still don't get my plate brought brought to me on a regular basis. And when your parents come to visit us, I, I am definitely not getting my plate brought to me because Malika X come out and her mama serving her dad hand and foot infuriates you, but I won't even get into that. It doesn't infuriate me. Let me oh tell you. Oh my goodness. I watch you so much. You be like, because then you expect it. I grew up like that. I did not. I don't expect it. I can fix my own plate. No, but it would be nice. But no, it doesn't fury. But I grew up like that. And let me tell you. So here, John and I have this constant debate, right? Like all the time debate because my mom. So there's old school and there's new school, right? So Mm. in old school, and there I do have. I mean, I fix your plate sometimes. And I have friends that just fix their friends' plates because they do. I made your plate tonight. And then when I made the meal, I said, John, how was it? He said, uh, it beats hungry. <laughs> it does beat hungry. It's a good meal. It beat hungry. Back up. You get offended when I say that. Back to fixing the plate. It's my parents. The reason why is because when my mom does that, then John expects it. I'm not, I can't do that. I'm not doing that every night. I'm tired. She take it personally. I'm not doing that every single I night. want my plate fixed. I'm not doing it. And there are these expectations that he has that I'm like, John, I work a retail schedule. I work 12 to 9, 9 to 6. I work every weekend. So the lifestyle that you believe you should have as a married man I was in retail management when we got married, and I'm still in retail management. So that ain't happening. It ain't happening. We've been together, what, 16 years? Longer than that. You didn't even know how long we've been together. How long we've been together? 18 years in November. 18 years. 18 years. Yes. Let me see what Jill's saying. I ain't going to say say the rest of that, Kanye West. Uh uh-uh. But I'm just saying that it's hard when you are- And you still ain't rubbed my feet yet. And I hate feet, so I'm not rubbing feet. But it's hard to balance when you... My work schedule is just different. It's all over the place. Work life versus marriage life. You have to find the balance. Next on We Are The Hughes. No, but you have to find the balance. And I tell you all the time that I'm working on finding the balance in life and in work and in our marriage. And then 
friendships and relationships with friends. It's a lot to balance all of that. That's but you should be the priority. I understand that. I sent her a um, uh, video today off of YouTube. What was it? Oh, my God. Jodeci. I sent it to Josie. Jodeci. I remember Jill said that Kenya wants her plate fixed. Joe, he does make my plate for me. I make I her plate a lot. But we, I sent her that Jodeci song to remind her that I'm feeding for her. My heart belongs to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Whatever you want. Yeah. My heart belongs to you. Hey, Kamar. Kamar, tell your husband to pray for us. Kamar's husband's a pastor in Fort Valley. Always, always tell listen him to, to Josie. For the Hughes, because John is off the chain tonight. Do um listen, I have a question for you, Kamar. Do you um so John thinks that I should fix his plate? Every every day? I didn't see that. What did you say? I'm just giving you scenarios how men think. Mm. So once you get married, you think that... There are benefits to getting married as a man. Once you realize, But what's the benefit for the woman getting married? What's our I'm benefit? just telling you my perspective and but, what, what men, when they get married, what they assume. But what they perceive that they should receive... When they get married, that's why men, when they get married, with the, the daily ins and outs of life in the household, they tend to fall back. Mm, I'm just saying, if if we weren't here, then you wouldn't fall back. You would just make it happen. Now, see, you might you might misunderstand me when I say the term "fall back." What do you think I mean by that? Um, just to elaborate on the benefits. Okay, the benefits being you're a married man, you have a wife, you have you have provided a home, so the maintenance and upkeep of the home inside the home is not your responsibility. The maintenance and upkeep of the structure of the home outside the home and things like that, that's your responsibility. But the house making is not your responsibility. That's how most men think. They think that they provide... Well, we're in a new generation now where a lot of women make more money or the same amount of money as their husband. So, therefore, they are providing the home together. So, then what happens? I'm just telling you what the scenario is, chick. Oh, am I being too hostile? Yeah, you being hostile. I see that Malika X coming out of you. I'm just asking the question. Joe said, who made these rules? (laughs) Jill? When I get to work tomorrow, don't you speak to me. Do you understand? Don't you speak to me. Jill, these are some John Hughes in his head rules. I am giving you the, the scenarios rules. of what most men think. That's not how I personally feel. Because let me tell you what happens in our house. When John says he's out of something, like, Kenya, I don't have any more underwear. I'll go, Jill said I'm off tomorrow. I'll go, um... Well, I do. What do you want me to do? You better go wash them. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm doing the. I'm not gonna say that I'm doing the best I can. And I do believe, like for me, I am. I'm doing okay. I'm not doing the best I can. Like I could be more focused and don't pull my hair. Um, but I do believe that we should take care of the house like a woman should take care of the house. I do believe that. Like I try to keep it up and keep it together. Sometimes um, it's a struggle. I'm just keeping it real and trying to balance life. But I do believe that that is part of my responsibility. But I believe that when things um, get behind, 
that as men in the household. And I know that there's probably somebody that's going to watch this video and they're going to be like, well, my husband cooks all the time and my husband cleans and y'all don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you. From that's the scenario, not how most men think. That's not how most men think. And that's not, I'm not going to say most. That's not how a lot of marriages um, work. Okay, so see, Kamora said, I do fix his plate when I cook and he fixed mine when he cooks. So it's not a necessity in our home just to have it. I guess. And that's how we do it in this house. And believe it or not. Right. Me and my wife find each other doing things for each other that complements how we feel about each other. So right. pay attention to that because how you cater to each other is is a direct sign of the survivability mm. of your individual marriage. Yes. So that's where I was getting at. I'm, and this is why we do these type of conversations and ask these type of questions for people out there. And we are the used land because we're trying to teach ourselves and you guys how to create the survivability factor of your marriage and or relationship. Absolutely. You have to cater to each other's needs. Yes. Agreed. And I, I, John and I, we always talk about these. Can you, can you answer a question for us though out there? And we already use land Kenya. What is your marriage a gift? My marriage is a gift. My marriage is a gift from God. And I know that God placed me with you. Um, for a reason, and I can't imagine being with anyone else. Like, Whatever you want, baby. Album come out next year. We are the use plus one. Who's the plus one? That's me and my son and my music. Oh, okay. Got it. Because you can't sing. No, I can't. Um, but my marriage is a gift. I know that God placed me with you for a reason. I know that if he had placed me with anybody else, I I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing. And I can say that because of a lot of a lot of the things that I do, I do with the support of John. And I couldn't do those things. And when I tell y'all that some of the stuff that I asked John to do was absolutely ridiculous. Insane. And insane. And most men would probably be like, you um you have lost your mind, but John just goes along with it for the most part. Sometimes he's like, no, I'm not doing that. All right, let me see. Oh, Jill said, I love fixing the plate of my loved one where he is, but I do it out of affection, but can't be done all the time. No, it cannot be done all the time, Jill. You are absolutely correct. You wait till I get to work. Them, um, Jill's not working tomorrow. The, 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 not tomorrow, the next day. I'm going to say, Jill, fix me a plate. And you're not working on Thursday, so you'll see Jill on Friday. I'm just saying. Jill, get your plate hands together. Get them ready. Because <laughs> you're going to fix me your plate. Head but you. So listen, you guys. Here's the reality. Um, John and I would not have been together for 18 years if we didn't truly love each other and if we really didn't learn how to work together and understand each other. So I tell people all the time that in a marriage, what works for us, what works for you, may not work for us and what works for us may not work for you. You have to find that mate. And when you find that mate or God sends you that mate, you'll know that that is the person and you will learn how to make it work. You will learn what their likes and their dislikes are. They'll know what pushes your button and you'll learn what pushes their button. Um, and that comes with time. I tell people all the time that our marriage, um, 
marriage isn't easy. The beginning of our marriage was not easy, but yeah. we uh, we made it through, and here we are. We celebrated 15 years in July. Um, we'll have been together 18 years in November, and I believe that we have a strong foundation of where we started, and that we are able to stand the test of time in anything that that we go through. We're going through it together. One of the things that I will tell you that's that I think it's across the board it is the same thing, and it's a it's a key piece for for your marriage surviving. And once you recognize your gift, which is your your marriage, or your and or your relationship, is that you have to kill your ego. Mm. Um, if you don't kill your ego, you will never ever recognize that your marriage is a gift. You will never ever have the ability to humble yourself and see what is broken and what needs to be fixed in your relationship. Most men and women go into relationships with a lot of baggage. That baggage being from ex-relationships, um, some good, some bad. Um, childhood. Childhood. Trauma. Trauma. Um, preconceived notions uh, that if your mom and dad's marriage was perfect, that y- your marriage should be the same way and or if it was damaged, yep. that your marriage is going to end up the same way. Let me give you a little advice out there. We are the huge land for the couples out there. Your relationship, your marriage, your relationship is completely new. What happened to you in the past has no say so on what you have just started. So begin that process anew and give it a chance. Learn to be humble in your relationship. Mm. Learn to laugh in your relationship and learn to realize that there is nothing so serious that you can't forgive. Learn to be, look, I'm taking notes, to be humble, learn to laugh. I'm serious. I'm writing this down. And what was the other one? I, you know, I said, you know, it's like water. I can't remember all that. And learn to forgive. Learn to be humble. Learn to laugh. Solo cup. And learn to forgive. Oh, that's good, John. Okay, I got it. One thing I have realized in my relationship that your good days run neck and neck with your bad. And you have to recognize that you don't put one above the other. Mm -hmm. They have to run side by side and recognize them as just a part of life. If you put your happy days better than your bad days when your bad days hit you or they start to outweigh some of your your happy days, you will get you will will become biased and only look for the happy days and tend to hold on to those and never, ever will you be prepared for the bad days. Mm, That's good. That's really good, John. And we can only say that from from experience and what we've learned. Everything in life is is everything in life and in marriage is. In experience. So when you talk about things in marriage, you talk about things in life and in relationships, you talk about those things from experience. You have to go through the experiences. You have to go through the tests. You have to go through the trials in, able, in order to be able uh, to grow and able to be able to learn 
um, and in order to be able to learn how to um, nurture and love the person that you're with. So everything that you go through in life is a te- it's a test. Absolutely. Whether it be good or bad, it's some sort of test. <laughs> if God gives you a good test, guess what? He gave you an easy test and you pass the test. What are you going to do when he gives you the hard test? That's the question. So so let me let me give you a quick key, key thing. Why do we forgive each other? Okay? The reason why you forgive is so you can start the process to heal. So what happens if you forgive someone and that's all you can do? Think about that now. When you forgive someone and that's all you can do. There will be a certain part of you, your, your forgiveness that you forgive someone, but you still watch them. Mm. So you, you have to forgive someone and then also watch them so they don't have the opportunity to hurt you again. So in a marriage, when you forgive someone in your relationship, when you forgive your significant other, and say, let's go just serious for a minute and say they hurt you. And they could have hurt you physically. They could have hurt you emotionally. They could have hurt you spiritually. It is your job to forgive them and not forget. And let me tell you why you, you don't forget. You don't forget what happened because in order for you why you don't forget what happened is because that is a teaching moment for both of you. Both of you have to know why it happened and how we're going to get through it. And the the person that offended must be sincere with their apology. And the person that was hurt must be sincere with receiving that apology. But the person that offended must be prepared to listen to the person that they hurt. And it could be something so simple or it could be something so serious. But we, as the person that performed the hurting, does not have a right to make it less or more. Whatever the person that was harmed decides to say and, and, and say to you about it, you have to take that. Because after all, you hit first. Mm. So with that being said, you have to be prepared to get hit back. Mm. So after we deal with all that, and we are come together and we have forgiven each other and we have started a process of healing. We talk about it, we learn from it, and we move on. But we have to remember that those are the things that we did in the past so that we won't repeat them. Mm. See, we done spin off into running out our marriage as a gift and how we gonna nurture it, how we gonna take care of it, and how we gonna benefit from it. And how we're gonna forgive. So, so the forgiving part is very easy to do when you're sincere about reversing the hurt. Somebody said, you said what? 
Hmm? So don't minimize their hurt is what um, Ajiela said. Right. You right. cannot minimize their hurt because you willfully created harm to someone that you say you love. Mm-hmm. So John and I used to have um, this thing like if I would get upset, you'd be like, you mad? You mad? And I'd be like, you mad? Like, we didn't care if each other was mad. And the more we thought about it and really talked about it, like, it does matter if the person is bad. Because what seems like it's not a big deal to him is a big deal to to me. And what I think isn't a big deal is a big deal to him. So uh, we had to learn how to talk through those things and communicate through those things. And I will say that uh, communication can be hard. Um, and I am stubborn. Ooh. When I tell you that I'm stubborn, like if I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. I can cut you off. Validate, validate your mate. Yes. So I had to learn to say, okay, John, I understand what you're saying and we'll talk about it. Even if I don't want to talk about it right now, because I'm not a person. If I'm mad, I can't talk to you right now. I got to come back to you. And John knows. I do. Am I right? Yeah, but I don't let her have that space. He doesn't let me have that space. He's mm-hmm. like, we talking about it right now. We in this fire. We Sit gonna, down. We, gonna we talking about it right now. now. We going to unpackage this sucker right now. Yes. Because I'm I'm a, I'm a high-end romantic, and I like to be in the love zone on a regular basis. So the, reg- the love zone, I'm married. Uh, I'm not making any excuses. The love zone, once we walk, we had 10495, the love zone is real. You know what I will say, though, John? The love zone is real. But we had to learn how to say I'm sorry. Sure did. Because when I tell you I'm stubborn, like, she mean. we both were stubborn, though. So he was able to, like, learn to say sorry before me. I'm still struggling with Them that. Them light-skinned girls mean. Red is mean. Whatever, John. Um... But I would be like, I'm not sorry. Like, I'm right and you're wrong, so I'm not sorry for what I said. She used to say stuff that just annoyed the bejesus out of me. She would say, we just have to agree to this. We have to agree to disagree. Oh, we hated that. But sometimes you have to agree to disagree. Because here's the thing, is that you're not always going to agree. If everyone agreed and everyone thought the same, then the world would be a boring place. Well, in my world, when you don't agree, you have not reached any type of compromise. Well, you have reached a compromise. I mean, you've reached a compromise. Why are you making that face? So what do y'all think? If you don't agree, then you haven't reached a compromise? That's I feel not, like that sounds That sounds like the trade war we in it currently. Oh, goodness. We're not talk, <laughs> we don't talk politics on <laughs> We Are The Hughes. We don't talk politics on We Are The Hughes. I am just saying that sometimes you are not going to always agree on the situation. But you can agree. You can come to a resolution that you believe you're right and I believe that I'm right. So we're going to agree to disagree. Don't go to bed with anger. But don't go to bed mad. They say that, though. That's that's easier said than done. She go to bed mad I as, go to bed a, hot. as a hot. There's fish grease. I do go to bed hot. Like, I'm just being real. Sometimes. You make it sound like I go to bed mad all the time. That's all right. I keep kissing them. She, but she, I have she a lot. Down. You have a lot on, I have a lot on my brain. A lot up here. 
and it's hard for me to. Um, it's a lot of traffic going on up here. It sure is. It's All like kind beep, of traffic. Beep, beep, Four hundred. I seventy five. I eighty five. And then they're all merging. Like right now, I have a headache thinking about. And they ain't a traffic cop and nowhere to be seen. Mm-mm. So it is what it is. It is what it is. We just gotta love each other where we are. All right. So we've been on for quite a while tonight. Yep. Time to Honey, shut it down. It is time to shut it down for the night. We thank you all for joining us on our live podcast between. Um, oh, she's oh, hold on. she said oh, you would be lying to say that you agree with the other person. You can pacify the person by saying, "Okay, you're right." Oh, see, that's that's true. That's lying. <laughs> all that is is lying. But you're pacifying them, so that's why I say. Agree to disagree. Pacification doesn't mean a resolution. You're not coming to a resolution. You're not going to come to a resolution. You may not come to a resolution. We do. On that situation. Mm. We don't always agree. Well, one thing is Kenya is afraid of because I'm a talker and I will talk her to sleep because I always feel that there is a resolution in the argument. I'd be like, I'm sleepy. Can we go to bed? Mm-hmm. No, we're going to talk about this, but we're not going to come. You got to weigh them down like a bad molar in the back of your <laughs> back of your mouth. And I'm the dentist, and I'm going to pull that tooth. Oh, my gosh. But I agree with you, Adriella. We should not pacify. Just agree to disagree. No need to keep going. See, we're going to agree to disagree on this. Look, love is a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. Both of us share a letter and mm-hmm. both of us share that word love mm-hmm. we, Four we 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 love each other mm-hmm. we cherish each other mm-hmm. and we live for each other love so, each other cherish each other and live for each other love each other cherish each other live so it i would behoove the couples out there and we other use land the relationships Mm-hmm. To process love as food. Eat it every day. There's, you can't eat enough of it. Digest as much as you possibly can to get stronger, mm-hmm. healthier, and better. Because we out here trying to build stronger marriages, y'all. We're trying to serve people and bring them to Christ. And we're trying to help build stronger marriages. Hey, guys. I'm John Hughes. I'm Kenya Hughes. We are the Hughes. We love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. We want you to have a wonderful evening. Peace. Peace. Now let's see if I can turn this off. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Love each other. Cherish each other. And what's the other one? I don't know. You be killing me.